What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the Daily Energy Newsbeat stand-up here on this gorgeous Wednesday, December 6, 2023. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com. Stuart Turley, my man, how we doing today? It's been a gas up here in bear country. Yeah, it's it's absolutely been. I mean, with COP28 and everything we got going on, the news deck has been off the hook, but we have an excellent menu. We've pared it down for you today. First up, King Charles demands $5 trillion per year to advance World Economic Forum's net zero agenda. Yeah, me too, buddy. Me too. I, I request $5 trillion too. Um, next up, oil CEO says blaming the energy industry for the climate crisis is like, quote, blaming farmers for obesity. That's not our quote. That is a direct quote um, from the article. So um, Stu will cover all the things that's going on at COP28. The other thing that got dropped is Saudi Arabia says absolutely not to oil phase down at COP28. That's a big story that happened next up. This is just funny. Heinz 57, our favorite uh, climate ambassador, John Kerry. Loud fart sound erupts during John Kerry's speech at climate panel. We're not saying who it was. We're just, we're, we're going to just play you the audio and, and let you, the listener, decide. And then finally, nuclear power is the only solution. This is a uh, uh, an opinion piece um, from our friends over at uh, time.com. Stu will then drop it over to me. I'll quickly cover what happened in the oil and gas markets um, today as we really saw prices tumble um, on the expectation of, of, of cuts that may or may not come. And then we saw what the API is predicting the EIA crude oil inventory numbers will be. So we'll cover all that and a bag of chips, guys. But first, as always, check us out. World's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com. The best place for all of your energy news. Stu and the team do a great job of curating that site. Make sure it stays up to speed. Everything you need to know to be at the tip of the spear when it comes to the energy business. You can check out um, us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts at Energy Newsbeat on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. If I was a 16-year-old YouTuber, I'd pound my fist and scream that, but I'll spare you. Great place to uh, check us out there on YouTube. Team does a great job on that. You can also check the description below on either the podcast or YouTube. Find out the links to all of the articles we're about to cover. Timestamps so you can jump ahead, curate the show as you need. Um, you can also look, uh, hit us up, questions at energynewsbeat.com, dashboard.energynewsbeat.com, our data news combo product. Love for any feedback on that. Connect with Stu and I on LinkedIn. I'm going to breath those, Stu. Where do you want to begin? Let's start with my buddy Schwab and King Charles. They demand $5 trillion per year to advance the World Economic Forum's net zero agenda. You can't tell me there's two bigger perverts in the world talking to each other in the picture on our site. They're leaning in telling stories. It's just disgusting looking. Okay, here we go. Net zero is a list of unrealistic goals laid out by the World Economic Forum backing from the U backing with backing from the UN. This is unbelievable. King Charles III delivered a speech at the opening ceremony of COP28. He said, quote, they need 4.5 to 5 trillion per year to drive the transformation that's needed because of climate change. <laughs> this spark 
the oil companies that are there. Pow, 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 pow. What did you hear that? That was some more people when uh, all of the oil companies walked in, their heads were popping. They're like, who invited you to this party? I mean, so. massive amount of mixed signals. I mean, COP28 has become a breeding ground for you've got. I mean, it's obviously a climate focused, you know, but being held in the UAE talk. I mean, I don't think people realize that this COP28, which is a, right. a, a symposium surrounded by the idea that we're going to lower emissions and we need to get off and oil and gas. 100%. Oil and gas is the enemy. They are literally holding the convention in a state. That was a state that is solely funded by oil and gas production. And the president of COP this year, Michael, is the oil guy. So, I mean, I want five trillion too, King Charles. Add it onto the tab. What's a few trillion between friends? Absolutely. I think it's, as you rapidly pointed out, the hypocrisy here is it's so obvious. It's not obvious. That's what they're trying. Oh, yeah. What is it? It's so overt. It's covert. Somebody said that. Um, oh, I think that's a that? Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. That is funny. Uh, and he goes, 28 years ago, I was most touched to ask to speak at the opening of COP21 in Paris, which, of course, accumulated in the Paris Agreement, said Charles III at COP28. Good speak, grief. Yeah. Speaking of those oil CEOs, what, what did they say? That's the next one here. <laughs> oil CEOs blaming the energy industry. For climate crisis is like blaming farmers for obesity. I love it. The oil companies are fighting back. I think this is great. The chief executive of the UAE-based energy firm Crescent Petroleum said Tuesday that blaming the oil and gas industry for the climate crisis is like blaming farmers for obesity. I got really tickled at that. true. It is. Um, when you sit back and take a look at Dubai, he goes, here's a quote out of it. Uh, now we need to, we still need oil and gas throughout the transition. And there's no scenario or even the most ambitious scenario that that does not include that. They are right. The Secretary General, Antone Guterres, uh, announcement that it was a step in the right direction. Again, you've heard me say this a lot. Saudi Arabia is investing billions in um, uh, hydrogen. They're, you know, they're trying to go green, but they're yep. funding it with oil and gas. What happened about Texas? We got more solar and wind than anybody else. We're half the price. If you want to do it, you got to have oil and gas. Yeah, absolutely. But but remember, our friends over at the International Energy Agency, the IEA, remember, they said last month that the fossil fuel industry faces a, quote, moment of truth about their role in the global energy system and climate crisis. So I don't know what this moment of truth is doing. Maybe we might have, we probably have a moment of silence for this moment of truth. Well, that's about okay. over with. That's because over. that's about as seriously as they took it with everything at COP28. Saudis also saying something. What's Saudi saying? Saudi Arabia joined in on this pig pile. Saudi says absolutely not in order to phase down at COP28. You got to love this one. Um, Saudi Arabia's energy uh, minister did not want to get outdone. So this is a pig pile of Saudi ministers, energy ministers, slammed the door shut, agreeing to phase 
fossil fuels at the UN. Okay, uh, let's see. He goes, absolutely not. Now, this one is better. What was the Biden thing that they said don't the other day? When it, I thought that was pretty funny when they yeah. were trying to say, oh, by the way, uh, you bad men don't. Okay, absolutely not. I can buy that. I think that's just as good. Uh, not a, And I assure you, not a single person I'm talking about governments believes that it will happen. You know why? What is Texas got? Texas has a surplus of money. Why? Because of oil and gas. He is dead on right. It's about the money. And that's why you're seeing Bill Gates and BlackRock going, oh, it's okay to invest in ESG and oil and gas because we need them. Oh, it's all about the money, stupid. Of course it was. Of course it was always about the money. It, again, the you know, they're only going to go so far in placating these climate goals as long as it doesn't affect their bottom line. The moment they start to see an effect to the bottom line, they begin to pivot and they'll pivot long before that with what they're seeing now. Oh, yeah. I, I, I hate to say it. I, we got to do this next article, Stu. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> uh, this is absolutely a hoot. When, when when you play this, uh, we're going to have our uh, Miss Producer pl pull this in. And I had it here just a second. In the world, I find myself getting more and more militant because I do not understand how adults who are in position of responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those <laughs> things that are killing people on a daily basis. And, and the reality Did is... Did you see her? <laughs> the climate crisis and the health crisis I mean, are one and the same. We don't know who it is, but we can only imagine he probably had a little doctor, bit of mayo on his hot you don't dog. believe me? All right, you be the judge. Listen. How adults who are in position of responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. Um, and, and the reality is that... You heard it, right? <laughs> That's 34 seconds. Of the funniest thing I have heard, it, that's 34 seconds, Michael, of the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. And then you see, it, I swear it looked like Ursula, but it was not. It was somebody that just, they, they cut to a girl and she goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 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 not good. All right, let's move to nuclear power. Oh, but nuclear is the only solution. So let's have a moment for lurch. Okay, uh, nuclear is the only solution here. I I have to admit there were 22 countries in a different article that said yes, we are going to be increasing nuclear. This is absolutely fabulous. But there's something coming around the corner that the EU is again moving on sanctioning yep. Russia. And it's now moving again. I saw some more stuff on it. So, yes, they're signing the paperwork over on my left hand for all of our podcasters. I'm doing this. And then the right hand is over here going, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so a wedge between energy crisis and the climate change. Nuclear is at that crossroad. I mean, I fundamentally disagree, but that's just for another time. Um, I, I think why, why do you is, disagree? I think nuclear why? is part of the solution. I don't think it's the only solution. That's where, you know, it's not sexy to deal in in non, you know, in non superlatives. But I, I think, you know, saying it's the only solution, it's going to be a part of the solution. Texas, as you just mentioned, just showing how everything can be a part of the solution. I agree. I'm energy agnostic. I could care less. 
And by the way, we need nuclear, but we need the dang regulations running away. Let the markets handle it, baby. I'm I'm absolutely with you. So um, you got anything else for us? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll spare everybody and quickly cover what happened in the finance markets today. Um, NASDAQ actually happened to finish up about two tenths of a percentage point. S&P 500 finishes fairly flat. Um, crude oil has another you know not great day down about two and a half percentage points all the way down to 72.11. Brent trading down the same percentage to 7803 natural gas trading uh $2.70 you know mainly you know people are doubting these voluntary quote unquote cuts that OPEC plus had they really haven't done anything to qualms the market what's interesting is the fact that you know the Saudi energy minister in a separate interview you know 3 days ago mentioned that we hey, we're we're, we're going to continue to cut to balance the market they don't believe the prices should be this low they want to see 100 dollar oil so it's going to be interesting to see if they come out more forcefully here and say hey more cutting is coming you know kind of like what we do with rate cuts telling and showing investors that we're going to be in a you know a guidance policy going forward not much really happened on the oil and gas news side crescent energy decided to uh, uh, raise a little bit of debt at 9.25 percentage points, man, they must be hurting for hurting for capital over there. Uh, API did drop their uh, EIA crude oil storage inventory estimates. They're estimating about a 500, uh, five, 600,000 barrel build. So we'll see what they drop. That'll be about 10 o'clock um, as you guys listen to this on um, the 6th. What else do we got, Stu? Oh, it's just a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Next week, if it is going to hang, hang around. Uh, there's some interesting financial news coming out pretty soon. You and your sources. We're going to leave it at that, folks. We're going to let you speculate on that um, all night. But with that, guys, we're going to let you get on out of here, finish up your day. Uh, appreciate you guys checking us out here on the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com. For Stuart Turley, I'm Michael Taylor. See you tomorrow, folks. Mm-hmm.